Hello and welcome back to another episode of Vouch That Hurts. I'm your host, Yolani. And in today's episode, I will be talking about this incredible book called The Rise of Women and Wealth. So without any more chit-chatting, let's get started. So this book is a book that talks about women's history on women's rights. At first, whenever I got this book, I initially thought it was going to be about how to invest as a girl. It was going to tell me about the different strategies and different investment strategies that are going are very extremely beneficial for for women out there. And as I was reading the book, I noticed that its main priority was in talking about investing opportunities, but it was more about talking about how women were undermined, how women were treated in different environments, and how women's equality is still not where we want it to be. So I'm in love with this book because it's very eye-opening, and I encourage not only women to read this book but also other men especially men that don't believe in women's right or women's equality or think that women already have enough power so without any more chit-chatting let's get into some of the incredible lessons that i learned from this incredible book so let's get started so it talks um he talks about she talks about cindy c i'm not gonna say the last name because i can't really say her last name, very, very hard to pronounce, but it says um, that from Aristotle to Fred, women have been reduced to a kind of anomaly that contribute nothing of value to this world. So this means that famous figures like them too have undermined women's value. They have been telling society that women are inferior to men and that is very very dangerous especially when when we are in schools and we have to learn about these men and it's a bit disheartening not a bit it is disheartening to realize how women have been treated especially by these powerful educators and it's something that we shouldn't applaud and it's something that we also have to address in schools how these individuals undermined and suppressed women's rights and suppressed through so many years have been conditioned society to think that women are not intelligent and are not deemed worthy so that is that so far let me be honest with you in the beginning of this book I didn't like it I didn't like because at first it was talking about philosophy and I'm not the biggest fan of philosophy. I'm more into psychology and things that are more textualized. Things that I'm able to incorporate into my life or studies from from different people. But philosophy has never been my favorite part. I decided to learn about that the the beginning chapter of this book but then i realized how important it is i'm not a big the biggest fan of first chapter but i really really love the other chapters ahead so it says sisterhood allows to share our narrative doubts concerns women have been affected by patriarchy so on this particular area cindy c and I wish I could pronounce her last name so I could refer her by her last name. But I can't really pronounce her, la- her last name. So 
I'm going to talk about this particular section that she talks about how when us women get along and we are together and we are rooting for each other, we share a level of security because we express our doubts, our fears, and that's what makes us what makes sisterhood valuable. So I'm going to quote this from Miss Cindy C. And it's that she says, educators need to highlight and celebrate the accomplishment of women. The more girls seen and read about, the more girls see and read about powerful women, the more they would want to be like them. And when I heard this was just eye-opening because it is true whenever we see other women that fight for their rights we want to be like them and they encourage us and inspire to do the same for ourselves so i i would say one of my one of the biggest inspirations has to be susan b anthony when we talked about her in eighth grade how she fought for women's right how she dressed as a man to cast her boat to me that was one of the one of the inspirations that i got back in eighth grade and i fell in love with history because of her and obviously for other many reasons but i love that that so much another fun fact that i learned from this book is that rwanda has become the first country to hold a majority on a legislature. So I did my research and about 60% of women hold powerful power, hold power on the legislature. And that's incredible because in the US we haven't reached that and we definitely need to do something about it. So it's an incredible fact how a country that has been so affected by so many wars has been able to incorporate something so big like having a majority of women in legislature so incredible incredible i applaud that country rwanda for the the efforts that they've been doing to to help with women's rights so incredible all right let's talk about the other thing another quote from from cindy c is that it says the patriarchy male dominates in that position of authority, political, legal, economic, educational. They're heads of state, corporate CEOs, board members, religious leaders, school principals, members of legislature at all levels of government, senior law partners, tenure professors, general and admirable, and even those identifies as head of household. So this talks about how there's so many men in all these powerful institutions and there are not many women and that is so true even women even if women are are able to work and make a living is we don't see these women head of either their household or a state or a corporation we don't see that and it's very very important because through a true power comes from true equality comes from being able to be in this in these powerful places like being a ceo a corporate see a corporate ceo or a head of state very very important so the only way that we're going to reach equality is if we see more women at this level right another thing 
that I've learned is that because men since birth are not allowed to show signs of emotion or empathy, they use coping mechanisms such as alcohol abuse. Men overcompensate this by acting out in a sexual form. So this is something that I learned from the book. I I didn't know I didn't know about this because it's just it's just to show that telling a kid don't cry because you're a man what that's teaching the kid is eventually not to cope with emotions but also but cope with other mechanisms such as alcohol abuse drug abuse and also sexually abusing other women so that's the way that men cope and that's why it's so important to tell the kids every kid out there that if they're crying it's not great not allowing them to not show emotion they have to show their authentic self so they can become productive members of society oh another thing that i've learned from here is and i'm gonna quote this from her it says the religious justification for the abuse of women came from monks who held a unique position within the church wow that is something that we all have to know and it's basically telling us that abuse for uh for women have been in green in society because of these monks monks are people well are are individuals that represent the the churches and that becomes troubling whenever a a monk justifies these types of behaviors toward women so they are very very powerful because religious groups are very powerful it's where people seek for answers of higher higher thinking right so it's very very sad whenever we see this kind of behavior and hopefully we stop do um, stop seeing this behavior we have seen so much behavior in in famous religious and very very sad that this is justification so it says um, another thing talks she talks about in, on the book is the benefits of financial independence. So these are the benefits. So you have less anxiety. You have that means that you have more control over your life. You have room to dream. You have tools to experiment. You're able to try try something, and then if it doesn't work out, then that's fine. You can just exit out. So. Another thing is financial freedom. You have room to plan your life and it gives you opportunities to choose. Also, another thing is higher self-esteem. Know that you have done so much with your money. It lets you know that you have worked so hard to be where you're at. So these are the advantages. And one of the things that I didn't know much, and obviously I've taken so many history classes throughout my years. I've taken, I mean, I started learning about history from a very young age since fifth grade probably and i've learned about so many powerful men right we have learned about presidents and we learned about individuals that have stimulated either either the economy or political power and we haven't talked about frances perkins so who is she she is definitely the founder of many new deal projects such as the social security social security is something that has been around since her lifetime the first female in a presidential cabinet so i honestly didn't know much about her 
it's kind of weird because like I said, I've taken so many history classes, especially government classes, and we don't talk about her. So we're not giving her enough credit. And it's something that we need to let schools know that women have been have been creating a powerful have been creating powerful reforms for our life and she has changed the way that we think about retirement so i love it so much i'm not saying that retirement right now is social the social security institution is well off but i'm saying how she managed to create this incredible idea and turn it in into something like the social security so she's responsible for many new deals and if you remember from history um back in what eighth grade and junior year and probably college we talk a lot about the new deal what was the new deal well franklin delano roosevelt wanted to uplift the american people by these programs these social programs such as the, the social security and the social security is something that like i said was made by her so incredible incredible oh she she also talks about how Frances perkins had to deal with sexism and how she you can see on a picture how she was the only one on the cabinet as a female and it's just to show that she had to deal with so many things and she's definitely has been an inspiration for other women in government such as rbg and uh, who has been also an incredible incredible justice and unfortunately she passed away but Oh, who else? Um, people who have had to fight with the patriarchy. And I love it so much because it's just to show that women out there are doing the job. So that is that. And I don't understand why my microphone is like this. All right. So another thing she talks about is inequalities and talks about um, inequalities in economics. So it talks about Milton Freeman. He believes that giving power to corporations was great. He supported that, um, which basically threatened the democracy of the country. Corporations basically are able to make the rules. They can avoid paying taxes, disregard human rights and environment. So she also talks about why these corporations are not able or are not held accountable for paying taxes. And one of the reasons is because Donald Trump signed a cut, tax cut and job act, which basically cuts the corporate tax rate from 35 to 21%. So let's go on to the next one. So bonds can be very risky um, during inflation too. Uh, have a more diversified portfolio, not just a 60 and 40 investment strategy. So before the 2002 financial bust that hurt the economy back in the days, um, they had this idea of having 60% of stocks and 40% of bonds. And it's something that she decided not to incorporate later on in her life because it was too risky. So what else did I learn about this incredible book? All right. So another thing that I did learn was that when interest rates drop, that means that the Federal Reserve wants to stimulate spending. When the interest rates drop, the bond price goes down too. So honestly, I'm not the biggest fan of um, economics. I'm not, yeah, I'm not really good at it. And I've learned, I, I try, but it's not my forte. So I learned something new. I mean, I think I learned this back in high school, but I, I didn't remember and I 
I forgot about this. So, um, all right. So my conclusion from this book is that she wrote wrote this book to spread awareness on women's lack of financial, political, and societal societal power. This book is directed for both women and men to become more knowledgeable on the patriarchal system that has prevented many women from succeeding. Also, she explains why women are falling behind. Like I mentioned, I thought this book was going to be about how to invest 101, but it's more about how women have been not given the power to invest and also not given the power to rule corporations and uh, and states. So I really love it. I recommend this book for those who want to learn more about history, about women's right. I highly, highly recommend it's going to empower you and it's going to make you feel like you truly need to stand up and fight for what is important, what which is women's rights. So Thank you so much for listening to today's podcast. I hope you enjoy. I love this book. You should read it. The book is called The The Rise of Women and Wealth. So without any more chit-chatting, please follow me on TikTok at Ouch That Hurts Podcast. And also you can follow me on Pinterest at Ouch That Hurts by Yolani. I'll see you on the next episode. Bye.